Hi, this is Becky Pitts, host of the Becky Pitts Morning Show. This is Don Shields, host of the Don Shields Show. This is Joe Brantley, host of the Joe Brantley Show. This is Rob Pacey, voice of PBL Athletics. This is Dan Gee. And you're listening to the Jay and Kale Show. Presented by 104.9 WPXN Paxton Rantoul. And welcome back to the Jay and Kale Show, presented by 104.9 WPXN Paxton Rantoul. I think we're on episode 16 now, Jay. We are uh, fresh out of our first movie review. Uh, we watched Iverson um, last week. We're probably going to pick another one to watch this weekend for Monday's episode. But it's Thursday night for you and I, uh, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, Saturday, whatever day you're listening to this here. It's uh, Saturday, Friday or Saturday for you. But, Jay, it's been a pretty decent week other than having to stay inside, practice social distancing, be smart, be safe. But how's the week going for you thus far? Yeah, going well. Uh, finally getting some nice weather, able to get out and about, walk around, uh, not have to be cooped up in the house as much anymore. And then, obviously, it's uh, always a good week when we have an Illini freshman get a, you know, freshman of the year. So, Kofi, big, big thing for him. Yeah, absolutely. Big 10 freshman of the year. And then he was uh, voted freshman of the year this week as well. And we haven't had that since, oh, man. Uh, I'm going to date myself on that. I want to say it might be. Dimitri McCamey, I think, would have been the next freshman of the year, in the running for it at least, uh, for that. But, yeah, congrats to Kofi. Uh, moving into today's episode, Jay, we got uh, pretty exciting stuff here. Uh, we were racking our brains trying to figure out what we were going to do uh, for the pandemic. And, uh, thankfully, Coach Rob Pacey uh, has joined us for today's episode. Coach Pacey, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh just one day at a time. Uh, e-learning is off and running at the school, so um, working from home. Uh, it's been a little bit different, but so far so good. And then like uh, Jay was talking, the weather's been real nice. Uh, got outside and hit a few golf balls, you know. Um, but it's funny, you guys, uh, that uh, Kofi question is kind of like a trivia question, which is where we're And then uh, – Big uh, big news this week on the movie front, right? Uh, ESPN is going to um, speed up the release of that 30 for 30 uh, Last Dance for Chicago Bulls. So really looking forward to that. That could be exciting stuff. Yeah, it's supposed to start on the 19th. It's that uh, Michael Jordan documentary of his last season coming out of retirement the second time, I believe. It's a 10-part series. Yeah, 10-part yeah, series, and then actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, our very own Jordan Anderson said he was actually a part of this documentary to an extent. said he got to work on a, a few episodes as well, so that's kind of cool. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty amazing. You know, obviously, I graduated with Jordan. He's doing a lot of stuff with our social media with the NFL. we got to get him on one of these episodes, too, while I'm sitting here thinking that. about it before we get into it. But anyway, uh, Coach Rob Pacey, uh, voice of a lot of uh, PBL lady athletics, volleyball, basketball, you name it, is uh, here for WPXN. Coach Pacey, kind of run us through what we're going to be doing for today's episode real quick. You kind of hinted at it a little bit, but uh, go ahead and run us through it. Um, well, we've got some trivia questions for you guys. Um, I tried not to go too far in the Wayback Machine because I realized that <laughs> – 
uh, trivia for you guys is like the last 20 years. So I, I tried. Um, I tried not to trip you up too much, but there's some Bears trivia on there, uh, Cubs, Cardinals, and some Fighting Illini. Um, it's a range of questions. Um, I tried to kind of keep things interesting. So um, maybe I'll, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Jay on the spot because I don't normally get to, all right. I don't normally get to hang out with this guy. We're hanging out, you know, digitally, social distancing. So our first question is a Cardinals trivia question. All right. So um, prior to becoming manager, uh, Tony LaRussa earned a degree from Florida State. Um, and the question is, what was that degree in? And it's multiple choice. Uh, did he earn a degree in law, engineering, or philosophy? Ooh, let's see. I did read a couple books on Tony LaRussa, so I'd like to think I should know this question. Can you run me through the uh, multiple choice one more time? Uh, law, engineering, or philosophy? I'm going to say law. If I remember right, it was Florida State College of Law is where he graduated from. I, I think. I'm not positive. I'm going to go law. That is absolutely correct. He earned a law degree from Florida State before he uh, got into, obviously, some very successful managing of the uh, White Sox and Cardinals. So hopefully I didn't waste my only correct question on the first one. So I appreciate you giving me me a Cardinals question to start it off. (laughs) Way to get us off and rolling there. I like it. That's awesome. All right. Uh, Kale, this one's for you, man. All right. Um, it's a numbers question. A uh, guy you might know, not too far back. Um, Peanut Tillman set the NFL record for forced fumbles in 2012. Uh, how many forced fumbles did he have? Oh, I'm going to say Peanut Punch, man. I'm going to go with six. I know that's probably a little high, but, man, that peanut punch was unstoppable. I'm going to say six. Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? Ten. I'm sitting down. Ten is what I found. Ten. Ten. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's lovey ball, though. You, you, you talk about it like a learned skill because, like, Jake Hansen was on track to, like, have some, like, crazy number of force fumbles before he got hurt. This yes. So, I mean – and Peanut did go to a couple of their practices, so maybe he like, coached them up on him. I don't know. I know Jake Hansen was on pace to set the – I think it was not only the University of Illinois' record for forced fumbles, but it might have been on, on track for the Big Ten record because I think at one point in the season he was up at eight. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a lot. He had a lot. So, All right. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, this is for, this is for Jay. Hit me. Um, who is the all-time leader in rebounds at Illinois? Brian Cook, Deion Thomas, or James Augustine? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the unpopular answer. I'm gonna go with Brian Cook. I feel like he's forgotten about. It. I'm gonna go with Brian Cook. Uh forgotten guy, but not the rebound leader. It is actually James Augustine. Um, I think that's by sheer longevity because I think. And D. Brown are the all-time leaders in games started with like that is correct. 
it's triple digits. I know it's like a hundred and 110 or something. It's a, it's a, a crazy number of, of games started. Oh, the four Oh five team. If I'm not mistaken, Dion only played three years. Uh, correct. Cause I think he had some issues his, well, no, he had some time that he sat out maybe as a freshman. I don't remember. That's a good, good question. I can I can remember that 05 season. My dorm room was across the street where um, the arc is now, and when they played Wake Forest, you could actually hear the crowd from the assembly hall uh, across the street from the arc. They were that loud. That is that's awesome. crazy. That's crazy. It was crazy. All right, um, Kale. Cubs trivia question. I'm not really a Cubs guy, so that's a little bit of a hint. I'm not a Cubs. <laughs> the 1906 Cubs won 116 games, which is the major league record. They won 116 games, but they lost in the World Series because that's what the Cubs do. They lost in the World Series. What team did they lose? Oh, boy. Uh, going all the way back to 1906. Um, I know – Uh, it's a Cubs rival, and it's a it's a team I'm a fan of, but that might not help you. Oh boy, that that just that no that <laughs> I think that might make it worse. Um, it's a Cubs rival. I can think of one off the top of my head, and I know it's not the one I'm thinking of. I'll uh, take a shot. Go with your gut. Hang on. I want to steal it. Give me a chance to steal it. <laughs> I want I want to say it's St. Louis, but I don't know. I know that's not right. Hang on. Five five seconds in. Jay's gonna is it the white is it the White Sox? It is absolutely the Chicago White Sox. Crosstown oh, classic, God. baby. It's the only Chicago Crosstown World Series, and the White Sox beat them in six games four to two. Yeah, I was getting all thrown off there because I didn't know exactly when they the leagues and all of that. I didn't. I was I was getting scared. I was second guessing myself. All right, um, Jay, this one's for you. Also, Cubs trivia. Sorry, That's all right. but I got to be fair here. Um, Kerry Wood struck out twenty batters in a game. Uh, one of a handful of guys to do that in MLB history. He struck out. Batters in a game in 1998. What team did he face in that game? This is crazy because I got pretty lucky because it was on TV the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I watched it. So it is the Houston Astros. It was 20 strikeouts against the Houston Astros. That's the only reason I know it's because it was on TV last week. Yep. The Houston Astros is correct. So if, you're done, get, if you didn't get that, I was taking that from you. <laughs> Um, Kale, this is a Bears trivia question. Um, a somewhat controversial figure in current Bears um, team life, I guess. Uh, it's a Mitch Trubisky question. Are you ready for this? Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> um, what is the fewest number of pass attempts that Mitch Trubisky has had in his career? 
fewest number of pass attempts in a game. I'll give you a hint. It's a very low number, but they still won the game. Fewest number of pass attempts in a game. Because some people would probably not have him pass attempting. But fewest number of pass attempts. <laughs> Sorry. That was my opinion, not a trivia question. Sorry. A few <laughs> pass attempts in a game. It was not this past. It was the year we the double doink happened. Had to be. Because that's by far the best season he's had. And I know it's the fewest number of attempts, but I'm trying to think of wins here. I'm going to say seven. That is, that is correct. It is seven. <sighs> yes. I'll give you lucky like, number seven. Double bonus points on that. He was four for seven in a game in 2017, his rookie season, and they beat the Panthers 17-3 to three in that game. Attempted seven passes the entire game. Wow, <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's Howie, unbelievable. we still we just we we all still wish we could win games with him. Him only throwing the ball seven times now. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. unbelievable. Seven seven pat. Think about that. That's an NFL quarterback. This is this goes to why I hate this guy even more. I can't stand him. I wouldn't say hate him. Can't stand him. He, he throws seven passes in a game, and he still somehow wins the game. That's how hard he's got to get carried. That's unbelievable. Yep. That's strange but true. Okay, um, Jay, this is a Cardinals question again. It's a little bit different format, though. It's an over-under question. All right. I'm going to give you a number, and you have to say whether the answer is over or under. Um, okay. Uh, an absolute Cardinals legend. Um, the, num the number is Bob Gibson's ERA for the season in 1968. Bob Gibson's ERA. Is it over or under a buck 25? ERA. A buck 25 ERA over under in 68. Yes. Uh, man, for some reason, my gut's saying that it is just over a buck twenty-five, just over. So I'm going over on buck twenty-five for ERA. Okay, are you ready for this? They don't let they don't make <laughs> they don't make pitchers like they used to. Are you ready? His ERA for the season, which is why they lowered the mound after the season, one point one two for the um, season. I do remember that uh, they did lower the mound because of that guy. And I'll tell you what, if you look back through some of his interviews and stuff on paper about how he would throw at people and people got hits off of him, you're absolutely right. They, they don't make pitches like him anymore, that's for sure. He was 22-9 and nine on the year with 13 shutouts and 268 strikeouts for the year, ERA of 1.12. 13 shutouts in a season. Isn't that crazy? There are guys who don't have 13 shutouts or 13 complete games for their career. Right, yeah. like the Cy, win, the Cy Young winners for each league uh, every year, it seems like they have two or three complete games, and that's almost unheard of nowadays. <laughs> Back when men were men. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, do, I am going to give – give Kale a over-under question as well. Okay. Uh, Walter Payton has the Bears team record for most rushing yards in a game. Uh, is it over or under 250? Over. 
That's that's correct. It is over. He uh, had 275 yards on 40 attempts. Yep. And they beat the Vikings 10 to seven, and there were only seven passes total. They gave only him one guy. the ball 40 times. 40 times. Oh, there's only one guy like the sweetness. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's, he was their offense for a very long time. <laughs> watching these old games being ran and watching Walter Payton run the way he did, him and Gail Sayers both, uh, there's there's not much doubt in my mind that the Bears have had the two best running backs that might have ever played the game. Gail Sayers didn't blow out both of his knees. Uh, that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, Jay, question for you. Um, this is going to be uh, – let's pull out oh, let's pull out an Illinois one. This one's, this one's an interesting question. I'll make you think about it a little bit. I'm going to give you a list of players at Illinois, and I want you to tell me who had the most career rushing yards. All right. So the four players, and you're going to choose one of them who you think had the most career rushing yards. Oh. Rashard Mendenhall, Pierre Thomas, Mikel Lashore, or Juice Williams. Most career rushing yards. Okay. Uh, right After you say yours, the, I'm giving a guess. Yeah, right off the top of my head, I'm just going to go with the – professional that ended up playing for the Steelers, I think it was. I'm going to go with Mendenhall for most rushing yards. Close, but not quite. Mendenhall oh. only, only uh, played the three years, so he's just barely short on that list. Kale, you want to try and steal it? Juice. Uh, it is juice, but it's actually a trick question. Uh, juice Williams and Mikel Lashur with 2557. Yeah. Wow. How could I forget about Mikel Ashore? I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah. Pierre Thomas uh, ran for 25 and change, and Richard Mendenhall, 25-39. I think Mikel may have only played three years, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Okay. So, but it's still pretty solid. I mean, they're not Robert Holcomb numbers, but. I was there in 98 when they beat Middle Tennessee State and the students tried to tear down the goalposts because it was the first time they'd won in like 20 games I mean they were they were awful and like Middle Tennessee State had a lead in that game of like 20 to 3 and we're like oh shit and sorry family um but they uh came back and ended up beating them like 48 to 20 or something like that so wow yeah it was uh 96 97 98 was not very good football (laughs) it was real rough uh didn't have a quarterback and robert holcomb was the offense and the defense was great but then like simeon rice and hardy and all those guys uh graduated and moved on to the nfl so it, it was not pretty all right. Um, man, it, it should be spring football right now, you know? We're, yeah, mm-hmm. that's – yeah. Okay. Um, ooh, I got a, I got a, I got a kicker question here. Are you ready? Ooh. The Chicago Bears 
kicker. I, yeah, that's kickers are football players. Sorry. Okay, Kay. Uh, which kicker holds the Bears team record for most extra points? Robbie Gold. It's not Robbie Gold. You'd think it would be, but it's actually Kevin Butler from. Oh, my. Yeah. Butler's rookie year was 85, so obviously that helped. And then uh, <laughs> kept on kept on kicking for like ten or eleven years, uh, and and extra points too because that I kind of threw you off there because there were probably years when Robbie Gold could nothing but field goals because the offense was that bad. Yeah, see, when I when I think about that, I sit here and say, well, Robbie Gold's the all-time leading scorer for the Bears. Then that's just where my mind went instantly. I didn't even think about extra points. Man, that's what good show hosts do, man. They throw you off. Yeah, this is awesome. I love this. It's <laughs> uh, fun. I'm going to throw you off here uh, with a Bears question, Jay. Uh, All right. And it's, uh, I guess I'll, I'll go, I'll go um, over under again, I guess. Um, so this is George Hallis, obviously the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, mm-hmm. First coached the Bears in 1920, which was the NFL's first season. Um, and his last year coaching the Bears, I won't make you give me the exact year, but was it before or after 1960? First year being 1920, before or after 1960. I want to say... I don't remember specifically. I want to say it was the late 60s, though, so I'm going after 1960. I'm going over on 1960. You're correct. 1967. I knew it was 67 or 68. I wasn't sure which one it was. I'm glad I took the over. I got lucky there. He was player coach for a while. He took a little time off for World War II and a couple other little stints, but coached the team for like 39 and a half years or something. All, all together. So. Isn't that crazy to talk professional football and say player coach? Yeah. <laughs> How many people can say they played and coached on a professional football team? Well, yep. like a guy like Belichick, we think of as like ancient, you know, because he's been with the Patriots for 20 years. But like, there's guys like Hallis who like were the franchise you know, for decades. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we need – maybe that's a topic for another time of, like, just look through the rosters of some professional teams and be like, who could the player coach be? <laughs> that, is, that is a good topic. That would be fun. LeBron, you know, LeBron was very much a player coach in a fashion for a while, you know. I mean – He still is. That's why they couple, hired Frank Vogel. Tr- yeah, true. I would, I would say probably a couple quarterbacks at the professional level nowadays might be able to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, like a, like a Peyton Manning in the day when he was still playing, you know, like absolutely as player coach, you know, I, that's, that's a man, that's a great topic for another, for another day. Best, best potential player coaches in professional sports today. All right. Um, let's see. Kale's up now, right? Yep. Okay, I'm going to give you a little history question because I was, I was actually alive for this and you guys weren't. 
mold. Um, what year was the first night game played at Wrigley Field? Was it 1986, 1987, or 1988? 88, 88. 88 is correct. It was August of 88, I believe, and the first one got rained out, I think. So the 8888 was the, di- the date that they picked. And it just so happened that that night in Chicago it was an absolute monsoon because Bill Murray was on the call with Harry Carey for the first two innings. And when it started raining, I think in the bottom of the first, Bill Murray wanted to take them all, wanted the lights to be taken down, was what the <laughs> official call on that was. They ended up having to replay a day game on the following day. Well, you know, you just don't mess with day baseball, you know. Especially in that Chicago. Is very true. Uh, Jay, another Cardinals question. Uh, it's in your wheelhouse, but this one, this one's a tough one. This one's a tough one. Um, the most recent Cardinals no-hitter was thrown by Bud Smith in 2001. I had to kind of look that one up. Um, but the question is, what team did he throw his no-hitter against? And I'll give you a hint. It's the only major league team that has not thrown their own no-hitter. The Bud Smith no-hitter for the Cardinals. And the only team that hasn't thrown a no-hitter, you say? The only team that has not thrown a no-hitter was his victim, the the team that got no-hit. If I remember right, the only team – is the team that was trying to make some moves to possibly get to the postseason finally. I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres for Bud Smith's no-hitter opponent. That's correct. The San Diego – Man, that's a heck of an answer. San Diego Padres are the only franchise without a no-hitter. I can't remember. I think that was on uh, – I don't know if you guys ever watched the Comcast uh, – Jeopardy with Dan Patrick. Yep. I don't know if you guys had ever seen that. That was one. Of, there was a question on that a while back, and I don't. I can't believe I remembered that. But the poor Padres, man. You think with them getting Machado and maybe Galvis, this might have been the the stretch for them. They might have been able to get hot this year and make some noise. It's too bad all this stuff had to go down. Yeah, that's the truth. I'm seriously impressed that you knew that because I had no idea. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We actually have a big-time no-hitter discussion with uh, the Cardinals in this house because uh, Dad saw the only no-hitter in Old Bush Stadium back in, I think it was, 1986, I think. Okay. Anyway, he's got the scorecard in his old uh, in his old bedroom. One day we were up there cleaning out his old bedroom and when the grandparents moved in, I'm like, what's this scar- a scorecard from? And he's like, oh, that's the only uh, no-hitter in Old Bush Stadium. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. So then we kind of went over the old Cardinal no-hitters, and uh, I, I got lucky that fell right in my lap. That's cool. That's like, you know, you have a list of, like, games you wish you would have seen, so I'm going to, like, tie this one in with local history. Um, 1991, and I don't know the exact – um, Scott Garlds came within like one out of a no hitter, and I don't know who it was against. But he was one out away from a no hitter for the Giants. 
And then I always I always get it mixed up. I remember the game, but Garlt's through the game that the earthquake happened in in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Scott threw that game. I I I know he started two games in that series. I'd have to look back and see which one. I I can't remember if he threw that game where they had the earthquake or not, but I want to say he might have. That's another one I need to look up. All right, um, that's good. We're going to tie into Scott Geralt's just a tiny bit on this next question. Uh, Cubs question for who's up? Kale. 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 Okay. You think I can keep track of two guys here, but <laughs> all right. Um, Kale, uh, question. Name a Chicago Cubs pitcher that has won 20 games in a season. Oh, boy. Twenty games in a season. Uh, Fergie Jenkins. Fergie Jenkins is a great answer. He actually did it six years in a row. Oh, <laughs> sixty-seven to seventy-two. He did it six years in a row. Uh, there's a couple other guys on the list, though. Any other names you want to throw out there? Andre Dawson. Well, not not as a pitcher, no. Uh, why did I say Andre Dawson? God. Uh, Andre's going to be another answer here soon, though. Um, I'm going to throw out one that you might not have thought. Greg Maddox. Okay, duh. 92 is one. Um, Rick, most Rick, Rick Russell. Rick Russell, yes, that's one. That's a that's a Scott Garald's uh, connection there because yeah, Giants team. Um, and Rick Did Pryor win twenty games. Who's that? Did Mark Pryor ever win twenty games? I know he was pretty good for them for a couple years. Mark Pryor did not. No. Okay. Say the injury bug got him hard, and yeah. I don't know. Did Did Kerry Wood win twenty? Kerry Wood did. Kerry Wood did not win twenty. Um, Rick Russell was actually born in Illinois and went to high school at Camp Point Central, actually, way out in western Illinois there. He, that. um, wow, that's crazy. I did not. I didn't know that. And, and, and he had a brother who played for the Cubs, too. They were both on the same team for a while, for a couple of years there in the late 70s, early 80s. But some other Cubs to throw uh, to win 20 games in a season. Jake Arrieta won 20 games in 2015. Mm -hmm. That was the John Lieber in two thousand one. Okay, I never, I'd have never got that one. I wouldn't have either, basically, because yeah, I'd have been super young in 01. That's a. It would have been a quiet twenty games, you know. Uh, he just kind of yes did his thing. All right, How did uh, Jake Arrieta. Come on, that's because Jay was it fifteen or six? He won his Cy Young at fifteen, right? Jake Arrieta did. Yeah. Yeah, he won at Cy Young in 15, yep. And then they won – I couldn't remember if it was the World Series year or if it was the year before. Okay, uh, over, under again. Uh, this one for Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, Ernie Banks, the all-time leader in home runs for the Cubs. Uh, over or under 525? Over or under 525 for Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub. Um, 
I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say it was right around 20. I want to say it was right around 500. I don't know if it was 525. I'm just going to go under. My gut says under. I don't honestly don't know, but I'm going to go under. Uh, go with your gut, man. 512. 512. Mr. Cub. Mr. Cub. Now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this angle kind of more modern day. Uh, active leaders and home runs. Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is not in the top five. Oh, I thought he was. I'll give you a hint. There's only four guys who are over 400 for their career right now who are still active. Oh, oh we're going. So all, okay. of, so all of baseball? All of baseball. Sorry. I thought it was just Cubs. My fault. Sorry, my bad. Um, Albert Pujols. Yeah. The active leader was 656. Hmm. There's a Yachty, a, a pretty good American League hitter. Spent a lot of time with the Tigers, I believe. Oh, J.D. Martinez? Oh. No, uh, Miggy. Miggy. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera. Oh, duh. Miguel Cabrera has 77, and then I'll spare you guys the last two because you probably would never guess them, and I wouldn't have until I looked it up. The other two guys with over 400 right now, active leaders, Edwin Encarnacion has 414, and Nelson Cruz has 401. Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz yeah. um, Edward Encarnacion, for, uh, he's on the White Sox now. Yeah, I mean – they're they're not getting any younger. I think on that active leaders list of guys over like three hundred dingers, it's a pretty short list of guys that are like under thirty. Mike Trout maybe, and I, yeah. you know, I don't know. I I like to believe those guys are going to get to five hundred homers, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I think I think Trout's like just shy of three hundred. I think. So he's got a chance. Yeah, he's got a chance, but you're right. He he would probably be the only young one on there, like you said, under 30. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's tough to do, man. It's tough. Mm -hmm. to do. All right. Um. Next victim. Um. Kale. Name, and uh, it's a short list. Illinois football is our to uh, topic here. Name um, an Illinois football coach who has taken the team to the Rose Bowl. Zook? Zook is one. The other, uh, one, the other ones you probably won't get. So I'll, I'll take Zook as one. Uh, Jay, do you have one that you can think of? Uh, U of I football coaches – in the Rose Bowl. So Zook would have been Juice's year, I'm assuming. Yes. And then we're going to have to go probably a little Jay, farther back. Jay Lehman. Uh, he played in one. Um, it's an early 80s coach. Um, I can't think of his name. I'm a, kind of an iconic Illinois team. Um, oh, you guys need a YouTube. I'll, just, I'll go ahead and – Mike White, you guys. Oh know, yeah, how, how, YouTube it. 1983. There's a lot of good games out there for you. Um, I'll spare you the 
the 50s and 60s. Um, Pete Elliott in 1964 with Jim Grabowski and Butkus, I think. Yep. Yeah, Butkus was 64. That's right. I do remember that. 1947 and 1953, I believe, Ray Elliott. Um, and on that 53 team, I think he had Buddy Young, I think. And 47, 47 they just had everybody because um, they had guys who left for World War II and then all came back. So they had, like, just a crazy roster of like 150 guys on a football roster, something yep. like that. All right. Um, Jay, man, we're just rolling along. I mean, do we have a time limit on the podcast here? <laughs> no, we go as long as we want to go. That's the beauty of it. Okay. Um, Jay, uh, a Bears quarterback. Ooh. Who holds the team's single season record for touchdown passes? It's 20. Touchdown passes in a season. Who is it? Twenty-nine touchdown. Uh, I want to say. I want. I. I. I can't remember his first name, but I think it was just before. Actually, it was the year I was born. That's how I remembered it. What's his name? Oh, my God. Uh, give me a second. I want to say his first name starts with an E. That's all I got. First name, I can't. First name starts with an E? I can't remember the guy's name. You're just going to have to give it to me. Ron Turner was his offensive coordinator, believe it or not. That's how long ago it was. Eric Kramer. Kramer. Gosh darn it. That's going to drive me nuts. Uh, you know, they've had a couple others close. Um, Jay Cutler and you know, Jimmy Harbaugh and the rest, uh, McMahon and the rest of that crew. But Eric Kramer, 29 in a season. Well, you know, that, that list of Bears quarterbacks, as we well know, is a very short list of guys that you trust. <laughs> that is very true. No, uh, Jay Eshelman might be the emergency quarterback for the Bears. <laughs> I've had that job before. It's not a fun job when you get thrown in there and you're the emergency guy. I will say that. Uh, I was I was smart enough not to play football. Out that that's my mother, I guess. All right, uh, Kale, a question for you about a Cubs Hall of Famer. Um. Ryan Sandberg is obviously one of the greatest second basemen to ever play the game. Um, but in his first year with the Cubs, I won't say he's working there because he played just a tiny bit for the Phillies and then he got traded to the Cubs. But um, his first year with the Cubs, he did not play second base. What position did he play? I want to say he was at either third or short. I'm going with short. Close. Uh, he did a little bit of both, but he played most of those games at third base. So go with ah. your good. You're good. They, they thought he didn't really have the arm for third base. So they moved him to second, um, and they had, you know, he, 
turned out pretty well at second base, I would think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good question because you're right. Most fanatics would think, most fans would think, you know, the majority of his career, like you said, second base, nobody would ever think about him playing third. It's a really good question. He started 133 games at third base in 1980-whatever that was, early 80s. Okay, um, a question for Jay. Mm -hmm. Um, A Cardinals legend, also a middle infielder. Um, Ozzie Smith played 14 seasons for the Cardinals. How many consecutive Gold Glove awards did he win? Uh, Ozzie Smith consecutive gold gloves. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven. Lucky number seven. The unlucky number. Oh, no. 13. 13 consecutive. Yeah, it was crazy how many. I think he's got the most consecutive gold gloves ever. That's... The wizard, the Mr. Backflip. I should have known. I hope Dad doesn't listen to this episode. He might make me sleep outside if he hears I got that question. <laughs> hey, you know, we're just trying to <laughs> help you out. Yeah, no, no. Kale, no. uh, uh, Cubs question for you. This is a topic of MVPs, right? Um, name a Cubs player who has won the MVP award. I'll see how many you can name. Javi Baez is the most recent. Uh, no, no, he's not. Hang on, false. Hang on. He should have won. He got the cover of uh, MLB The Show. That's that's he won it. Yelich won it over Javi. Uh, give me another shot here. One more. Uh, Oh God! Now I'm blanking. Sammy Sosa. Yes. Um. MVP. Chris. No, he won Rookie yes, of the Year. Yes. yes. Chris Bryant. Yeah, Bryant. you're right. Yeah. Bryant. Yeah. No, now I'm all messed up. Uh, Santo. No. Close. Oh, that's, but no. that's surprising. I think one of your answers from earlier is on this list. Am I wrong, Coach? I think you're right, Jay. Uh. Billy Williams. No, not an MVP. Close, but no. Man. I'm trying to think of who I answered earlier. I'm already forgetting. That's you, you threw him in the you threw him in the uh you threw him in the pitching question. You you were oh, your yeah, mind was Dawson. elsewhere. Dawson. Uh, my fault. Dawson. 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 Um, I think they had a I think they had a losing record. Oh well they had yeah. a lot of losing records, but like he, he won MVP, and they had some ridiculously terrible record that year. As a Cubs uh, fan, I'm used to losing. Uh, <laughs> the, other, the, other, uh, the other two I'll help you out, uh, Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks, I think did it twice. You'll have to check me on okay. that. Then, yeah, I think it was back-to-back years, I think. I believe it was back-to-back years, like 59-60 or somewhere in that general. Yeah. And then uh, Ryan Sandberg. Wow. Ryan Sandberg. Jay, you're talking about making people sleep outside. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Ryan Sandberg. Uh, I'm going to pick on Jay here. Um, this is another, like, uh, like holy 
bale of pitching, maybe. That uh, might be too All right. That might be too much of a hint. Um, the um, Cubs, it's a Cubs question. The only pitcher to throw a perfect game against the Cubs. So he threw a perfect game against the Cubs. Only pitcher to throw a perfect game against the Cubs. Hmm. I would give you the team, but it would give it away. Get, can you give me ALNL? Um, I guess it's, pro- it's probably way back. It's probably a little farther back, isn't it? It's a little further back, so it is an yeah. NL team. Um, I want to say – I want to say he's a Hall of Famer now. Uh, I, I I can't tell you off the top of my head. As soon as you say it, I'm going to be mad. Okay. You'll, you'll be really mad because he's probably one of the greatest ever. Uh, first perfect game ever thrown at night, actually. Uh, Ooh. Andy Koufax. Sandy Koufax, the nice weird pitching motion everybody tried to imitate when they were kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talk about guys that work fast, you know. Uh, total game time, an hour and 43 minutes. I'll tell you what, that's a guy you love to play behind. <laughs> uh, and the losing pitcher for the Cubs that night, Bob Henley, gave up one hit. Major league record for fewest number of hits in a game. He gave up one hit, and they lost the game, one nothing. Holy How would you smokes. like Sandy to be Kofax. on the receiving end of that? You throw a one hitter, and you get and you lose the game because the other guy threw a perfect game. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's, that's why he's Sandy Kovacs, right? <laughs> yep. And it's the Cubs. I mean. Uh, let's see here, man. We're not not a whole lot of questions left. Um, I'm gonna give Kale this question because if Jay missed this one, he would sleep outside. So it's a card. <laughs> it's a Cardinals question. It's multiple choice. It's multiple choice for you, Kale. So, uh, who is the Cardinals' all-time home run leader? Is it Albert Pujols, Stan the Man, or Mark McGuire? Oh. Mutual and McGuire is who I want to go with. I'm going to go with Mutual. Mutual is correct. He's by by far the all-time home run leader for the Cardinals. Uh, Pujols is second, and McGuire is somewhere down the list. Stan the Man. Stan the Man, yeah. as a Cubs fan, too, you like you think the home run races were like peak me growing up. So that's McGuire was where I was getting. Uh, See, the yeah, crazy part was, is, is McGuire and all that was the most popular era. But it, it's really it is crazy if you go back and look at the Cardinals batting leaders. Stan is like draped over every category. I mean, at bats, plate appearances, runs scored, hits, doubles, triples. I mean, all of it. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, well, it's, there's there's a difference I think between guys now that hit home runs and guys that are hitters, right? You know, yeah. the greatest hitters to ever play the game. It's Stan Musial, it's Ted Williams, guys who could hit the baseball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Ichiro is a hitter to me, and I don't know that anybody today is a hitter. I mean, that's open to debate, but. You're right. Guys that didn't hit the ball out of the ballpark a ton, but just knew how to hit. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the guy with the most hits probably will never get into the Hall of Fame while he's alive. Uh, yeah, and that's unfortunate. He, he, des- he deserves to be there. but that- I agree. I would put him in right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's another topic for us, Kale. The debate on whether Pete should be in. Does Does Pete have a thirty thirty from ESPN? Because if he doesn't, oh my goodness, he should. He, I don't think he does. I, mean, it, I don't think he does either. And the crazy that's, thing that's, is, is to the average fan, nobody knows. You know, not a lot of people know that he bet on his own team to win. You know, a lot of people when they hear, oh, he bet on baseball. He was throwing games. No, it wasn't like he was throwing games. He's telling people, I'm going to put money on my squad to win. And that's why, yeah. I, you know, it doesn't make it any more, any more justified, but we'll have to save that for another day. Yep. Okay. Um, I think I'm down to maybe like two questions. All right. Uh, this one's a tough one. Um... Uh, I gotta think about how I want to ask it. Uh, okay, I got it. Um, this is an Illinois wide receivers question. Ooh. Oh boy! Yeah, you know it's it's gonna be a little tricky. Um, this is career receptions. Career receptions. Um, the career leader is the Hall of Famer David Williams. Uh, 262 receptions in three years, um, so that's why he's <laughs> that's why he's in <laughs> that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, can you? I guess I'll I'll make this a little easier. Can you name some other guys that are in the top ten for Illinois for all time career receptions? Not, not touchdowns, not yards, receptions. Career receptions. Uh, put our heads together on this one huh yeah okay uh Aurelius Ben I know is in the top 10 yes he is sixth all time in three years Geronimo Allison he's not in the top 10 he's in the top 10 for a single season uh who is the kid Kale who is the guy who um I think he played uh, – he was kind of like a slot running back. Like, he had a crazy I, amount, like almost 200. He he graduated in 14. I know because he graduated the year I graduated high school. Oh. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to give I'm gonna give you that one just for the sheer information that you gave me. Yeah, Josh Ferguson, the running Ferguson. back, is actually second all-time, 197 receptions as a running back. That was crazy. I remember, I remember them saying something about that. I know it was, it came across the bottom of the TV during the game, but it was crazy. I always talked about him always catching passes out of the backfield. So Ferguson, and then we have Aurelius Ben are the two. Mikey, um, is, would Mikey Dudek be on there? I know he got hurt a lot, but man, he caught a lot of balls. He is fifth all-time single okay. season, but not for a career. Okay. Is the Jenk is the Jenkins kid in the top ten? 
Yes, Jenkins is fourth all time, 167 balls. AJ Jenkins. Yep. Uh, and then I know there's a couple. I think I know there's a couple in the list on the in the top ten that I think played on the same team. Like I yeah. want to say like 2000, 2000 ish. Yep, 2000 ish is a good vintage for it. And yeah, they were both uh, two guys on the same team. Uh, Kurt Kittner threw him a lot of balls, and they caught a lot of balls. Okay, Kittner, that helps me. So one of them is Brandon Lloyd. Yes, one yep. of them is Brandon Lloyd, yep. And then I can't remember the other one. Well, here, I'll get, uh, here's a name for you. I'll give it to you. Walter Young. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Walter Young. And then I, I'll, cover, I'll cover the last three for you, um, just okay. to give you a little history lesson. Um, the guy at number three is most famous as a tight end, Jason Dulick. Jason Dulick. Just before um, the uh, Josh Whitman era, back when yep. Illinois had like Ken Dilger and Jason Dulick and some actual tight ends. Um, also on the list in three years in the mid-60s, John Wright Sr., uh, John Wright Jr. also and they live somewhere in the general Champaign area. Um, and then a running back from back in my day. Are you ready for this? Ty Dothard, 93. Ty Dothard. 93 to 96, uh, right before Robert Holcomb really got rolling. They had Ty Dothard as the running back. Had some good, had some really good early 90s teams with great defense and good running backs and just – yeah, the, the early mid '90s. Honestly, the '90s, for the most part, were pretty good for you for our fighting line. Uh, yeah, and it didn't matter what sport it was in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, other than like like you know '97, '98 for football were terrible, but other than that, you're right. It was like we were still competitive. So mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see what the 2020s hold. You know, it's like. Belong to the Illini, right? You know, yep. absolutely. You'd like to think uh, we're back on track there for some sports, hopefully. I hope so. I hope so. Um, okay. Um, question for both you guys. Um, so this is um, kickoff returns for the Bears, kickoff returns. Um, there are only two guys in Bears history who have, I think, at least four kickoff returns for a touchdown in their career. Uh, who are those two guys? Devin Hester. So, yep, one of them is Hester. Because he did it in the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Hester. Opening kickoffs for a touchdown. Uh, no, not just no, just just career career kickoff return touchdowns. Okay, can I ask this question since this is the last one? This guy, the last one, isn't on the active roster, is he? No, no, no. Great, great running back, but he had six career kickoff return touchdowns in six years. So that gives you a hint. Very short career, very talented, great running back, but. Not really thought of as a great returner, but he was actually a really great returner. Oh, man, I can't remember his name. 
Um, it's it's Gale Sayers. Six kickoff. It is Sayers. Six kickoff return touchdowns in six years. That's crazy. I, uh, dang it, man! I knew it was. Uh, you were talking about how that question was going to come back. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick since I've got it. But um, this is career kick and punt return leaders. Uh, let me look. I gotta look for kick return average here. I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, I got it. Um, Gail Sayers career kick return average 36 yards. <laughs> that's yeah, he's a pretty good returner, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good returner. That'll get you paid. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. All right, uh, I'm gonna end it with a, a an Illini trivia question or just a factoid for you. Back when we talk about like multi-sport athletes, so this is probably the greatest multi-sport athlete in the history of Illinois, Dyke Edelman. Dyke Edelman. So here's here's his rundown, and it was the '40s, but I'll still give him credit. So he played in the 1947 Rose Bowl as the punter. Um, and I think he's Illinois's uh, has the longest punt in Illinois history, like 80 some yards. So, 1947 Rose Bowl as the punter. He placed fourth in the high jump at the 1948 Olympics, and then played on the started for the basketball team that made it to the Final Four in 1949. So basically, it was like, what sport do you want to play? We'll let you play. <laughs> That's crazy. So, you know. See, that's hey, that something, was a lot of fun, man. That Yeah, this is awesome. You know, we got to do this again. Yeah, we do. But we got, like, uh, we got our um, best player coaches topic. We've got our, like, um, you know, what sport would LeBron play if he didn't play basketball, you know? Yeah. Those kind of theoretical questions. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff we can break down. You know, it's it's uh, it's just like a tough time for everybody trying to make sense of what's going on. But you know that that's the thing is that uh, you know I'm glad that you're bringing you know throwing all that stuff at us. That kind of really helps Jay and I a lot trying to figure out what we can do. Well, you know, experience, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Coach I Pacey. Don't have beauty, but I. Age, but thanks thanks for having me guys hey that's no problem coach we appreciate you taking the time and getting the questions prepared for us because you know you needed three to do a trivia day and i'd say hey i think you that jay and i are kind of evenly matched there we missed some that we shouldn't have or at least i did anyway i won't speak on his behalf but i, I did too that was that was uh it was good stuff well yeah once again uh coach pacey appreciate you popping in writing those questions out and probably get you on here again we, we're trying to get some uh we're trying to get some guests and worked in and out of here so maybe we'll bring you in here again for maybe one of that coach uh coach player topic yeah that sounds good man looking forward to it all right once again coach pacey voice of pbo uh athletics for wpxn uh jay this is a lot of fun man and i don't know we ain't got nothing else to add do we no, it's good stuff. Like you said, evenly matched. Uh, big thanks to Coach Pacey yet again, and uh, I think we'll be hearing a lot more of his voice on here. So we're, we're excited for, for his uh, future topics and discussion with us. 
Absolutely. Once again, don't forget to like, download, rate, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. All the episodes can also be found on WPXNRadio.com. Don't forget to follow Jay on Twitter at JTash11 or Coach Pacey on Twitter at Coach Pacey. You can follow me at Plumbing 10 and the station at 104.9 WPXN. Guys, until next time, I'll talk to you later. Take care.